0: See, I've been recording for 12 minutes. There's no material here. There's always material here. There's nothing. No. There's, there's nothing. something.
1: There's something in there. We could talk about the drop can thing. Yeah, it'll be great. Fine. It'll be a classic. It'll be the new classic bit.
2: As an audio cold open?
1: Hey everybody! Welcome to the PC Perspective podcast. This is episode three hundred and fifty-five, being recorded on June twenty-fourth, two thousand fifteen. I'm Ryan Trout.
3: I'm Josh Walreth.
4: Uh oh. I'm S- Whoa. I'm
2: Sebastian Peak. And I'm Alan Malentano, Out of order.
1: You're always last, Alan.
2: No, I'm not. You're
1: always going to be last. Uh -uh. You're last in my heart. Because what we do is we make a circle around the country, right? It goes from Florence to Wyoming to Michigan to Florence. And that's how we complete the circle. Mm -mm. That's why we don't introduce Ken. Because then we'd have to go a circle again.
3: And it'd be kind of like a cue then. It would just, you know. Right. Yeah, pop off to the side.
1: So welcome to the show, everybody. This is PC's Respectful Podcast. We talk about computer hardware and whatnot and stuff. And uh, seemingly for like the 30th week in a row, we will talk about AMD's Fiji GPU. Um, <laughs> before we do that, make sure, uh, well, for those of you who don't know, maybe you listen to this uh, uh, on the MP3 download or, or you watch on YouTube after the fact. We do record the shows live. Of course we do, but we also broadcast it live as well. So everybody can can come participate and watch and be in the chat room and hang out. We do that at PCPro.com slash live. And uh, it's on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. And if you need a gentle reminder, if you need, need a little nudge about when we do these events, uh, you can go to PCPro.com slash subscribe. And you will see this screen here where uh, all I ask for is your name. It could be Ryan Shroud. It could be something else. You could uh, you can fill in whatever you want there. It's not really important. The important part is the email. As that was where we'll send a little note, you know, an hour, ninety minutes beforehand, say, "Hey, don't forget, we're going to do the podcast tonight," or "Hey, we're going to do a a game stream," or "We're going to do a special interview with somebody." You know, we've had uh, tap out here from Nvidia. We're going to do uh, we're going to do an interview with somebody from uh, with uh, Ed from Sapphire in the not too distant future. We're waiting for a couple of other things to. To come into place there and also for my wife, Smokey to Robinson. To Smokey des-
3: Robinson's coming to That's decide cool. whether
1: or not she's going to have a baby, and that will determine mm. uh, our timing for a lot of things as well. Uh, but that uh, is at slash subscribe if you want to fill out for that mailing list there. Um, and I want you to know that you guys missed out on an awesome contest if you didn't enter before now. But we do have our two winners for the Seiki. And PC Perspective uh, SM40 UMP giveaway. We gave away two 40 inch 1000 4K $1, monitors. They're $1,000 monitors. Mm-hmm. We gave away two of them. The winners were Shane L. and Brian C. And I have a sad story to tell about this real quick. Because uh, the guy who won, I won't say his last name, it was Brian. Something started with a C. And I emailed both of these people, uh, Shane and Brian, to say, hey, you won. Give me your address and all that stuff. Yep. And the next day I get an email from a Brian C. with a different last name. And he says, hey, uh, I saw the winner was a Brian C. And I thought, hey, my name's Brian C. And I entered the contest. Uh, am I the winner? And I had to email him back and go, sorry. sorry. Sorry, dude. Sorry, you were not the correct Brian C. This is not the Brian C. you were looking for. Right, better luck like, next time. Uh, <laughs> did you wave your hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this not, not the winner you were looking for. You are for. not the Brian C. I did we as I was for. writing the email, but I don't know how effective it was. Yeah, oh, it's this. Just, yeah, it's just Yeah. No. <laughs> so, uh, sorry about that. But hey, those are the types of things that uh, you can be a part of and you can potentially win a $1,000 4K 40 inch monitor if you just keep, keep visiting PCPro.com. Who knows? Maybe one day there'll just be a pop up that comes up and says, like, You want another Seiki 40 inch monitor? Maybe it's random. Maybe it'll happen. Click in, here. Click here now. <laughs> Please enter credit card number. You uh, want a monitor. You might want to check some stuff
2: <laughs> if you see that. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right. Let's just go ahead and get to the crap that happened this week. Uh, really, uh, the big story is obviously the the release of the AMD Fury X graphics card. We're finally able R nine Fury, Radeon R nine Fury X. But I, yes, I, I actually I'm just going to call it the AMD Fury X because. Okay. We know what Radeon is, and I don't think the R9 moniker is really necessary for this. Right. Uh, so we're going to go with the R9, Fury X, just Fury X, whatever it is. Is, you might, is. If you're
2: looking on Newegg for one of these, you might need to add the other stuff.
1: You do, but I think that's only a temporary thing. Yeah. It's just until their search capability. Yeah, if, if you go to Amazon or Newegg and you search for... Fury X, you get all kinds of weird stuff. Yep. But if you search for AMD Radeon R9 Fury X, then you, get the then you actually get the correct results. So uh, as far as I can tell, no stock yet as we record this from either outlet, but it um, should be relatively soon. They've got all the listings up there. They're just kind of preparing for it. Um, so let's talk about it. This is the GPU based on Fiji. I'm sorry, this is the card using a GPU, using the Fiji architecture. Yes. Right. Uh, Josh, you wrote a, a story kind of summarizing what we knew about Fiji. Yes. Then I think we actually posted that after last, last week's podcast. So as a, as a quick introduction, before I start going into the card and the design, give me the high level overview of the Fiji chip itself and maybe how it's different from Hawaii.
3: Okay. Are you ready? Uh, put your stopwatches for 15 minutes. Nope.
1: (laughs) Nope. Okay. You got four.
3: Anyway, this is, of course, the latest and greatest from AMD. It is a large uh, 596 millimeter squared uh, GPU. It's still a 28 nanometer, but I think that it is quite a bit different there, uh, the process uh, than what we've previously seen on Hawaii and earlier parts. TSMC has been doing a lot of work in the background to make it more efficient, make it a little bit faster, make it easier to design for better yields, bands, all those fun things. They, of course, the, the big thing is the HBM, uh, high bandwidth memory. It is all placed on an interposer, which they have made the interposer as large as possible. And apparently there is a, a reticle limitation and it's as big as it can get. It can get, And that's essentially the, the lens that, uh, that projects light uh, for when the silicon gets etched. And uh, they made the GPU as big as possible. Mm-hmm. It's 596, and it's like plus or minus 4mm, mil- well, it's about it's about less than 4 millimeters square of what they could potentially get. <laughs> so it's a 4096-bit memory bus yep. that goes in there. It's uh, eight memory controllers. Each memory controller is attached to, what, eight ROPs? Eight times eight? Yep. Yes.
1: Make 64.
3: Yes. And uh, it's what? Another 4,096 stream cores? It is. So it's an insane amount of, of GCN cores, uh, compute cores in the entire thing. Uh, it's uh, divided into four shader cores. Uh, each one uh, handles the tessellation so it can do four primitives per clock, which is about the same as Hawaii and Tonga. So, tessellation performance is not a doubling of what we've seen. Again, ROPs are not a doubling of what we've seen from before. But again, greater amounts of shader, uh, a lot more memory bandwidth going from 320 gigabytes from Hawaii up to 512 or 500 around there, gigs per second. Yeah,
1: 512 gigabytes per second, which is a sizable increase um, that the... 290X was 320 gigs per second, and the 980Ti is at 336 gigabytes per second. So it's a, like a 45% increase over AMD's previous generation.
3: Correct. And essentially it's still uh, GCN 1.2 mostly, mm-hmm. but where they have really put a lot of time and effort in is voltage control across the chip. So even though it is a much, much larger chip, and should be pulling more more power. They made it far more efficient by really finely grain, con- fine grain control of voltage across the entire chip, right. and also very aggressive clock gating on uh, on the shaders that are not in use or 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 in a uh, you know a low power state. Uh, so instead of having Hawaii, which is a two hundred ninety watt TDP product, this is essentially one point four times the size and it's at two hundred and seventy five watts yep. and it still runs at one thousand fifty megahertz so relative performance is is huge it's what eight point six teraflops yep uh,
1: eight point six teraflops compared to five point six three of the r nine two ninety x
3: yeah i mean it's yeah. it's a monstrous kind of chip and uh again the only the only issue that is a little bit of a downer, is it's limited to 4 gigs of memory. And that's, that's just HBM 1.0, and that's right. as high as it's going to get. And we're going to have to wait until HBM 2.0 to get 8 gigs and above. And this is just it's the first really big product, mass-produced commercial product, that uses this type of memory uh, and an interposer. And I mean, they're, they're treading new ground here, and uh, they're kind of mm-hmm. blazing a trail which is nice because they've spent a lot of money over the past seven years trying to get this to fruition. So in terms of theoretical speed, it should be very fast. Uh, again, the one thing that is a little iffy is uh, the ROP count. We were expecting potentially double that, but that didn't come to uh, come into play. Right, it actually
1: still has the same 64 ROP count of the 290X.
3: Yeah, and compare that to the 980Ti which has, what, 96 90, ROPs?
1: 96, yeah.
3: Yeah, and so when you're starting to look at 4K resolutions that actually uses MSAA mm-hmm. and other blending-type mm-hmm. operations, we might see a difference in performance because we just don't have many as many ROPs as potentially we could utilize uh, given the extreme amount of shader cores right. that are available to paint Pix- pixels. Agreed. Uh,
1: Let's... It, um. It, Oh, go ahead.
3: Uh, uh, About the only other thing is, what, H.265 native, uh, potentially VP8 and VP9 in the future once software kind of gets caught up. So uh, it's the next generation of UBD processing for video. And I'll let you go into the actual card and how it works.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, we, we, we've seen leaked pictures of the car, but now we've actually allowed to show you, like, good pictures of the card. The Fury X is it's a water-cooled card. The Fury mm-hmm. X is the flagship card based on Fiji. Uh, it is a $649 MSRP card uh, meant to go up against, obviously, the 980 Ti based on the pricing and whatnot. So you can see here the card is relatively short. It's got a water uh, an integrated self-contained water cooler. So you can see the radiator here, one kind of fan. I like how the fan is kind of inset into the design. Yeah. Right? Kind of makes it all one unit. It should make it a little bit easier to mount um, than normal. The uh, tubing is fairly long. There was a specific length that I knew at one point, but now I can't remember what it was. But it's long enough that I think most users in most cases won't have an issue installing it at the top of the case or on the front of the case if the back exhaust area is kind of uh, occupied by a CPU cooler. Uh, I am a big fan of the way this card looks. The industrial design, uh, it is a multi piece aluminum construction it's yep. all metal in mm-hmm. terms of the framing of it but then they some of it has like a uh, like a what do they call it like a dark soft touch, no, soft like touch uh, rubberized. A, it's like a rubberized coating yeah the, the aluminum is colored kind of like a smoky color too which i think actually oh, that's, looks that's pretty anodized. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, they they call it some, like, dark gun metal or something like that. But okay. it looks really nice. Uh, but then, like, this, these plastic parts are kind of like a soft touch.
2: That's that's actually metal. It's just rubberized coating. Because when we took that off, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, okay. aluminum, it's on aluminum on the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's aluminum. It's a coating on the aluminum.
1: Yeah. And it's on the front of it. It's on the top of it. It's on the so, back of so it. So I don't think there is
2: any plastic in that car at all. I'll read really the connectors, it. like yeah. the power connectors.
1: Uh, okay, okay. Uh so I actually I, I like the way it looks a lot. I like the way it feels. It feels like a high quality part. Mm-hmm. It feels like a GPU or a graphics card that, that could sell for six or seven hundred dollars, right? Yep. Which is obviously what you want. And it's a big honestly, it's a big change for what AMD has done in the past. The Hawaii reference coolers were pretty crappy both in terms of their very plastic and very cheap kind of feeling and looking, and Mm -hmm. they were very loud and inefficient, and uh, the card throttled because of them. Right, So that was a horrible launch. They obviously wanted to kind of erase that from people's memory. I think the Fury X does uh, a good job at that. Uh, Display connectivity, you have three full-size display ports and an HDMI. The HDMI is 1.4a. It is not Mm 2.0, which... um, you know, AMD tries to downplay a little bit. I think it's a, it's a bigger deal than they want it to be, because, you know, if if you're doing PC gaming on a monitor, DisplayPort is what's going to be used, yeah. right? That's that's fine. I have no problem with that. But they they talk about form factor all the time with this product uh, and at their launch event.
2: It's so small, you could use it in a home theater PC. Right. I don't think they ever like used that. that
1: term, and I think maybe they did that on purpose. Yeah. Probably. Uh, but clearly, that's the, the direction that most people were going, right? Is You could put this in a very small four-factor machine that you could put on your entertainment center and use. So the problem is, if you happen to upgrade to a 4K 60-hertz TV, um, mm-hmm. you won't be able to, to do that with this. And just, despite the fact that that one guy keeps commenting... On our YouTube videos and on our stories, on the every, comments. Every single one of them. Every single story of any GPU where he says, oh, it doesn't have true 4K. Kepler did not have true 4K 60 HDMI. Yes. Maxwell does. Correct. Please stop posting. What Kepler did <laughs> is
2: the same as the case with this.
1: Right. What you'd be able to do with this is 4K 60 at 420. Four two z- yeah, 420. Right. You're just it, cutting the bit It's right worth
0: down. mentioning that if you do a decent amount of digging... Manufacturers have said that DP to HMI 2.0 adapters are on the roadmap for the end of the yeah. year. Yeah, right. So that should be a thing by the end of the year. Okay. So yeah, if
1: that, you not, have to have it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, if we look at this so so this is interesting there are there's two eight pin power connectors on the card mm-hmm. which in theory give you gives you 150 for one 150 for the other and 75 watts from the PCI express so in theory you could get 375 watts from it the card is only rated at a 275 watt TDP so this is more than enough power for that um, you know they say they provide it for kind of overclocking and tweaking but our experience with overclocking was fairly poor. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. This, these LEDs here are the GPU tac. It's a cool little feature. Um, the LEDs illuminate as it's a bar graph. Yeah, as a, as like a histogram, I guess. What do you call it? Like on a on a sound meter, equalizer, an e- like an e- oh, like a spectrum equalizer. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's kind of like that, but it's one it's one thing, LEDs. and it kind of dances based on what the GPU load is. Yeah, it just ramps up proportionally Now most to the of the load. time. When you're gaming, it's going to be all the way up. But it's think like I, in between level loads and stuff, it'll flicker and move back and forth. I think
2: it's funny that they specifically avoided the tri color LEDs there. It's red or blue. It's red
1: you and blue. You cannot do green. <laughs> yeah. There's one green that, in, uh, that indicates that it's in idle powered off mode. Uh-huh. Maybe that's a subtle jab or something. But yeah. Uh, yeah the, the this is when we're doing be... nothing, green. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Here's the inside. It, it, the cooler is built by Cooler Master. It doesn't just cool the GPU. It actually cools uh, the memory, obviously, because it's on the mm-hmm. same interposer, as well as the VRM, the voltage, uh, and power delivery mechanisms on so there. They, so so they they tuck no So
2: they tuck those in really close and also there's a them. There's a little
1: bit of a of a spreader on it as okay. well. It's kind of all integrated into it. So there's no fan at all on the card itself. Mm-hmm. But obviously on the water block itself... The, the pump, the pump is here. also in... The pump is also in that block. The pump is in the block, yes. And it makes some sound. It has a high-pitched whine yeah. to it that was not super obnoxious. It's, it was very noticeable to me sitting next to it with it on a test bench mm-hmm. you know, at ear level. Um, doing something as simple as putting a piece of cardboard between it and me deadened it tremendously. Yeah. So I don't really think that putting it into a case you would still have that problem necessarily. And AMD has said that they found the problem, and fixed it for production units. Well, they reduced it. I'll have to it. see. Reduced it, so They yeah. reduced it, yeah. We'll have to see how that actually turns out uh, when we get... Hopefully, we'll get a retail card in that we can do some crossfire testing with, mm-hmm. and that'll give us a, an ability to at least judge it with a sample point of one, which <laughs> maybe not maybe not amazing. Um, so there's your card, right? It's, it's an interesting design. I am a big fan of it aesthetically. Yes, installation is going to be more complicated because mm-hmm. you now have to mount a water radiator block someplace um i think for people who are buying 650 dollars video cards they're either a having somebody else build it for them so they don't really care right or most likely b um they're hardcore enthusiasts that know what they're doing and they're they're totally comfortable installing a, a water block a yeah. self-contained water not a water block a self-contained water cooler radiator okay. onto a case i think that's fair and 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 would I have loved to see it, you know, maybe like two inches larger with like a normal fan that was still quiet? Probably. Yeah. But this is an interesting way to kind of do something different. They needed to do something different, appeal to people in a different way. If it's looks and style and, hey, your GPU now runs at 55 degrees Celsius under full load as opposed to 85 Celsius on a 980 g 980 Ti from yep. NVIDIA or like a 90. And that
3: 55 is with a matchlet underneath it.
1: Right. Get that baby cooking. Yeah. Uh, the two hundred and ninety X is like ninety C with those reference coolers, right? That's a huge difference there. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one of the advantages to it. Um, Performance-wise, I'm not going to run through page, pages and pages of benchmarks, but there are a lot of benchmarks here. Battlefield Four, for example, um, in this instance, the nine eighty Ti is faster than the Fury X, and in GTA Five, the nine eighty Ti is faster than the Fury X. Okay. And in um, Bioshock Infinite, the 980 Ti is faster than the Fury X. So which ones are the Fury? In Crisis 3, the Fury wins by a little bit, Metro Last Light, it wins by a little bit, and the rest okay. of them are relatively close. So if I go to like Crisis 3, for example, I'll show you that. Um, it is Ooh Whoa Whoa, here we go. You know, we're looking at the where we got here. Oh, okay, here we go. Green is the green bar, is the Fury X. The blue bars to 980 Ti, so it wins just barely. Yeah, that's. But it is it is a victory uh, if if you want to judge things that way. It's a little bit bigger percentage-wise, but lower frame rates okay. uh, at 4K. So you can see some of those advantages. You know, in the places where the Fury X is faster than 980 Ti, it's a fairly small percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, where the 980 Ti wins, it, it, it won by as much as like 14 or 15%, I think, in, in a couple of cases, but okay. it's usually fairly close. The bigger one is uh, if you go back to that screen, Ken, for me, the, the difference between the R9 290X and the R9 Fury X is dramatic. Yeah. Like 30 to 31% is kind of like the minimum. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it as high as like 42 44%. It's pretty good. Performance improvement from the 290X to the Fury X knowing that we we're using 15 watts less power at the same time, if it's about 20 watts in yeah. our actual testing. So they that, needed to do this. That's Yeah. Now, yeah. Josh, let me ask you this. You can ask me that. Is it cheating because AMD used a water cooler on this and thus could reduce TDP because leakage is low?
3: You know, you're, you're looking at maybe 15 watts to possibly 20 watts of... of swing back and forth if you run it at 90 degrees as compared to 50. I haven't seen actual numbers yet, but those were some numbers that were people were banding around. Um, it could be as low as 10%, but still that's that's significant, saying, hey, I've got a 270-watt TTP product, and uh, you have it in air cooling, and you say, hey, finally I'm actually up to 290 to 300 you know, I don't think it's going to be that much, but it's it still is significant. And keeping it cooler keeps it more efficient.
1: Yep. So if you look at the power consumption graphs here, the Fury X is using less power than the R9 290X. Um, it's using about 20 watts more than the 980 Ti. So it's still... Uh, it's a little bit – I think it's fair to say it's lower performer than the 980 Ti. It still sure. uses a little bit more power than the 980 Ti. I think
2: the power is so close with just the 20-watt difference that you pretty yeah. much – you know, it's you can't call it equal, but it's not a big deal it's anymore. It's not a huge deal anymore right. because it
1: yeah. used to be that the 290X was it, and it was using 60 watts more while being way slower. Right. Now it's using 20 watts more and being a little bit slower. Yeah. So it, it's much more competitive. Maxwell mm-hmm. is still clearly the more power-efficient architecture. Yes. But it's not as dramatic of a difference. Anymore as well. Um, so a couple of other things real quick. The overclocking, not great. Especially considering they talked about having a 500 watt cooler. Uh,
3: and the board power. We got 400 of, uh, amps on our board. Right, 400 amps on the board. 375 watts to yep. the chip.
2: So you got a couple of things working against you right off the bat. Is that you
1: cannot yet, we don't know if you will be able to, overclock the memory. So... Uh, the memory implementation is so new that that doesn't surprise me, since yeah. it's the first time for HBM. The memory mm-hmm. overclocking uh, doesn't surprise me. Um, there's no voltage modifications to this. Is that a yet thing? I don't know. Like just the software. I would software. hope that they do. I, I would hope that they would. They didn't Cause, cause, really I do. Because I mean, it why? Before, why
2: right? you know, beef it up so much? Why? Well, the same what?
1: question for NVIDIA, right? On the 980 and the 980 Ti, and the Titan X, they have voltage limits. I guess. When, EVGA puts water blocks on it and you could do all kinds of cool stuff if they would unlock the voltage um, This is a totally new architecture. I would like to believe that they will extend that capability in yeah. the, the near term future. I just don't know if it will as it stands I was only able to get like a 10 percent overclock which took my clock speeds from 1050 to 1155. yeah the, the right? impression
2: I get is that they' they are just pushing them right out right from the factory kind of. Almost like they're overclocked. I,
1: I feel like that's the case, too, that yeah. they knew they had to reach – they were trying to reach that 980 Ti level. Right. Uh, and they had to get as close as they could. The benefit of using the water cooler is they could do that. Yes. You know, um, the problem may be that that doesn't leave you a whole lot of, of headroom yeah. to go Yeah, yeah. If they
2: only have 10% that. worth of headroom, that's not a typical
1: – I just wonder, like, every reviewer that I talk to – met the same kind of, I couldn't get to 1,200 megahertz result. Right, right. So I almost wonder if there is like a, hey, if I tweak this voltage, maybe everybody can get a little bit more. So Could be. We'll see. Um, I don't expect a whole lot in that regard. I, I would think AMD would kind of look at those benchmarks that we talked about where it's it's still mostly losing to the 980 Ti and say, you know, what can we do to give people just something else to talk about, something else to yeah. to um to show performance-wise, even if it is... We're going to overclock it crazy now and then compare it to a 980 Ti, uh, probably still not overclocked, right? And then go what you get, see what you get from there. Sure. But um, for for as much as they built up the overclockability and board design, I think everybody was disappointed about how that resort, result yeah. turned out.
2: Because on the 980 Ti side, even though they do limit, like you can still up the voltage a little from what you Just get. Just a little, yeah, 87 yeah. millivolts, something like yeah. that.
1: And you're overclocking headroom over what? is stock is still pretty significant right mm-hmm.
2: yeah which is a pretty you know good counterpoint it's like well look you have this this other gpu you're able to go right. you know that much over yeah what's the deal with this one right
3: um, so with with yeah. hbm did mm-hmm. you actually do any benchmarks with the overclocking yes so what did. What, what kind of i don't think i have that result here
1: um on uh, uh, throughput on the memory or just in general, like no, no, in, wise. In,
3: in general, I mean, how, how much faster is it? I mean, it pretty much stock?
1: scaled in line with the GPU clock. Right? Yeah, like it, just ten percent faster. Yeah, like it was maybe eight percent, right? Okay. So it was kind of what I expected. Um, I don't think that we saw. It didn't appear to me that it looked like we saw more performance added because the HBM was like removing a bottleneck. Is that what you're trying to, to, yeah. to figure out, yeah. Josh? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if that's the case. I honestly believe that the GPU has, I think that ROP count is kind of this very curious specification for them that they increased shader count by 45%, texture unit count by 45%, yeah. uh, memory speed by like 45%, but then they kept their, their final render, at, render backends or render operators, whatever you want to call them, depending on your, your camp, um, stable. Now maybe they just rebalanced it, and they said this is how, this is what we think the right balance is now going forward. Um, it's also possible that they ran into issues and they had to use 64 for that, and maybe they had planned to use 96 or 128 or something like that uh, at another time. But um, the, the the kind of net takeaway for me for this product is that I can't say it's better than the 980 Ti. I just the performance it, it misses on performance enough times that I that it's not better than a 980 Ti.
2: Maybe if it was fifty dollars cheaper.
1: If it were, fu- I honestly last night at like twelve thirty at night, I emailed a couple of people at AMD. I was like, "So you want to give me fifty dollars off this? I'll feel way better about this review if you can tell me. Tell me it's like 599 Yeah. And they kind of laughed at me, and we moved on. But, um, <laughs> you sorry, know, potential. It's not better buyers, but it's not a bad we're part. Sure. Like. It's not a bad part. No, it's a good part. And it's not a bad purchase. It's the best part they've put out. When the Radeon R9 290X was still in the $400 range for a long time, mm-hmm. it was a bad purchase. Yeah. If you bought one of those, it was a bad decision. Um, I don't think that about the Fury X, right? It, it, it runs very cool. It's fairly quiet, especially mm-hmm. if they get rid of that pump noise or yeah. the, the pump whine. The whine, yeah. Right? It, it runs very quiet otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it performs well. Not great. But, Well, if you compare it to the 980i it loses. If you compare it to the 290 x it blows it out of the water it blows it out of the water and you see improvements in power efficiency um, that you know are, are actually very substantial mm-hmm. almost as much as um, what did we have before kepler Josh Fermi 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 to Kepler that was a huge efficiency
3: Oh, job, massive
1: right This may be close to that um, yeah so I mean that's all that's, that's good things. So, uh, the, the Fury X, I think, um, $649. We'll see if it stays at that price, if it's going to be super rare. Mm-hmm. There's, there's rumors of, of limitations there. But uh, the, the AMD Fury Non X that's coming out next month is going to be more curious because it's going to be custom cooled by all the AICs. Um, it is, It'll have super It's pipes the same and stuff. Fiji GPU, though it might be cut back some. Yeah. What's the overclockability of that? What's the performance? I think that will be a, a an interesting discussion to have. I, I still like the Radeon R9 Fury X today. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I would have no problem putting the, putting one of these in in a system I was building. I, I think it's. I think it looks really nice, and yeah. it has you know just enough little tweaks like the Radeon logo that you can see upside down in this picture, but like etched into the back plate. There's no grill. There's no air movement that has to come out of the back of the case. Can show this picture for me real quick. There it is. Uh, the Radeon logo up top illuminates. You've got the GPU tag on the back. It just—it looks nice mm-hmm. uh, in a system. So it's that big, and it's small.
3: And it's, you know, after after a couple of years, you can take that out and then swing it around and beat people with it. You could. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It would it's hurt a sharp lot. Sharp
3: edges. It would Make hurt. A nice thud.
1: It would—it would hurt a lot. I'm I'm quite sure. <laughs> um,
2: the next series is going to be called the Radeon Mace.
1: Right, just have spikes spiky, on it yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. All right. so that's the Fury X. Go to the website uh, it's pc dot com by the way, and check out the review of that uh, in the video we did, uh, if you want more information i we'll see you got a thought by the John, way, John. Alan
3: Oh, it would be a flail,
1: oh, sorry, what's a mace?
3: A mace is a stick with the knobby end oh yeah if it's on a chain okay.
1: i I would have called it a mace too, I would not mm. have...
3: Well, then, obviously, you've never played D&D enough. Uh,
1: not with Super Nerdy. Actually, never. Uh, and also not with the Super Nerdy. Should movie. have known
2: that from playing Mail Order Monsters on Commodore. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on.
2: You wouldn't know. Um,
1: I would not. Sebastian, you still out there? I'm here. Okay. we uh, are not asleep or anything, are you?
4: He was. I'm wide awake, listening to every word. Riveting. Riveting, I know.
1: Uh, sorry, but we're going to go back into another GPU real fast.
4: Oh, darn. Um War Josh.
1: Right. More. Sapphire Nitro R9 390. Don't forget, not only did AMD release the Fury X, they also released the 300 series of graphics cards, mm-hmm. which we have lamented about a couple of times on this podcast. It's not that big a deal. We don't need to get into it again. These are existing Hawaii chips. The 390 is, uh, is this. It's from Sapphire. It's part of their new Nitro line. Um, I had an interesting discussion with Ed about this. Right. He said, we're going to build a series of cards for gamers. Yeah, and I thought, you know, all graphics
0: cards <laughs> are for
1: gamers. Are for gamers, <laughs> right? And then we had, yeah. you know, we went back and forth for a while, and the idea was, uh, a lot of people, a lot of companies, I should say, will make a card kind of aimed at the hardcore gamer or like the the the, the enthusiast gamer, and they add a lot of stuff to it and make the price high. of like a to pro like, series. Yeah, so Sapphire trying to like we don't. We think gamers don't really care about some of that fancy stuff like LEDs or integrated color pattern options and stuff. So sure. they wanted to do something that was cut back a little bit price-wise uh-huh. but was still cool and quiet. Okay, I still think all graphics cards are made for gamers. They're just made for different classifications of gamers. Anyway, uh, Sapphire Nitro R9 390, if we look at the specs on this real quick, it is u- technically using the Grenada
3: GPU. Which Some is, say Granada.
1: Should I say Granada? No, I don't
3: know. No, I shouldn't. shouldn't? Okay. No. Uh,
1: which is basically a respun Hawaii. Uh, keep in mind that also new here is Antigua for the r 9380 which is a respun kind of modified Tonga. And then I think there's another one. Um, Trinidad is updated. I can't say this word. Cur- Curacao? Yeah. Curaco. Really? Curaco. God. Is it really? Caraco! Curacao, yeah. uh, which is an, which is an, in fact an updated Pitcairn, um, and then the R seven three hundred and sixty uses Pitcairn. Tobago. Could you just tell me what it does? Or Tobago, uh, which is an updated Bonair. You've just thrown out like twelve <laughs> names now. So how about we just like what? I, uh, I could go for a beach somewhere. Is right, it good? <laughs> is so is it not good. So the R nine three hundred and ninety with Grenada, is or Granada or Granuda. I don't know. I don't think that's right at all. It uh, has 2,560 GPU cores, the same as the uh, 290. Okay.
2: Now we're getting a little more into... Yeah. So it's essentially
1: know. an overclocked 290 with uh, more memory capacity. Okay. 8 gigs instead of 4 gigs. There, done. Are we all happy? Should have done that in the first place. I know. $329, uh, which was a bit concerning to us because that's the same price of the R9 290X today.
2: Right, and but isn't this
1: one faster? I will admit, yes. When I went into this, I did not expect the 390 to be much faster than the 290. Let alone get up to the, about the performance of the 290X, you, which you're is what it a 290x. You're talking about a 290 that also had eight gig? No, okay. about a 290 with four gigs. Okay, because that's pretty much what they all ship. But there were a couple that there had were a eight, couple yeah. that had eight. So here's uh, uh, where you get performance-wise. Let's just get under this little table down here, like Grand Theft Auto. So here's uh, 290x. So you can see uh, this comparison with the R nine three ninety against the original R nine two ninety X, you kind of trade blows there at twenty five sixty by fourteen forty. The new card is four and a half percent faster at four K. It falls a little bit behind the two ninety X. But if you look at the gap versus the R nine two ninety, it's anywhere from eight to thirteen percent faster there. Um, and then I'm going to jump over to Battlefield Four here real fast. Too oop too far. It's actually Faster than both the 290x and the 290, as well as the GTX 970. Okay. So there are performance differences here, like 13 to 14 percent boost from a 290 to a 390 mm. is something. It's not a comp- it's it's a rebrand, but it's like a it's re-brand. not the same rebrand. It's not it's, totally it's identical. not exactly the same. Yeah. Do I think it deserved to have a whole new model number? I'd say probably not. Yeah. But uh, you know they do what they do, and uh, we move on. I mean, and and for the price now. It's it's still a competitive part, right? It, it still competes with the, the uh, GTX 970 from Nvidia, mm-hmm. does so well, and it's the downside. I guess to it is that I feel like they should have reduced the price to performance ratio a little bit more than they did. Um, but I'm just glad to see you know the, the the fear was we saw the pricing and we saw the naming schemes before we saw performance, so the risk was they're going to charge more money for the same performance that's already out there. And they're really charging more money for more performance. Not a whole lot more money and not a whole lot more performance. So, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, that, those cards are actually for ship shipping and for sale now. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about... Well,
3: they've uh, already gone down in price some. Oh, really? There are to options what? out there <clears throat> for 329 bucks that are over so, so that's not
1: down in price. That's just up in... Performance.
3: Wait a minute, I thought it was 349. 329. 329?
1: It was the base MSRP, I think. I see. Well, never mind
3: then. Uh, You know, it is kind of interesting what they did with Hawaii. I mean, as I mentioned before, TSMC has continuously improved their 28 nanometer product, and I think they have a higher performance, lower power version that they probably going to be the last one that they offer. And Hawaii was not massively redesigned. But it was redesigned enough to work on that process as well as, again, uh, really working on voltage control across the chip. So even though it's a not a massive jump in performance, you have a decent jump in performance. And how does power look right. on this as compared?
1: Agreed. Um, i just look at the chat real quick. I do want to go back to the Fury and mention one thing. I don't think we mentioned the 4 gig frame buffer. 4 gigs of memory. That's a very important point about the Fury X. That is true. It has 4
2: gigs of memory. It is a disadvantage if you're needing more than
1: 4. Uh, the 980 Ti has 6 gigs of memory. The 390 and 390X also have 8 gigs of memory. That, that, to me, I think is the most kind of damning thing about it. If AMD was confident enough to say, you know what, 4 gigs is good across the board. Yeah. But they went with 8 gigs on their 390 and 390X release. Um, but they just couldn't go to Ford. And then four. And then there's, and then there's the, a lot of folks going, going, going like, like,
2: Oh, but this is just the first one, the next one will be eight, but like they talk about it as if that's gonna be tomorrow that right, they're releasing the eight No, that's gig.
3: gonna be next year. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, gonna be like And it's not year gonna be now. like in
1: six months. It'll probably be like in twelve to eighteen. Right. Yeah. Um four, four gigs of memory is not it's not the end of the world. Like in our normal <clears throat> excuse me, in our normal benchmark tests, really only in GTA five did uh, With I feel, well, stuff turned up pretty high. Well, no, even on our normal benchmarks, there were, there were some stutters and hitches that I That's true. could have attributed to memory. I think I do attribute to memory. Um, but by changing a couple of things from very high to ultra, it was easy to find a way for um, GTA V to use 5.5 gigs of memory. Yeah. Right? And when you did that, you know, there was a specific scenario we could drive and turn right and go, into the sta- go towards the stadium and exactly, almost exactly the same point every time, you would see frame rates go from 32 to like 8 Yeah, and that's when you know a graphics card is run out of memory and it starts swapping to, to disk, even with an SSD that's the, what you're going to get uh, with the 980 Ti, I also tested the exact same save game, the exact same run on the exact same settings, and you don't have that issue right? and that's because we found that 5.5 gig configuration now, if you have a Fury X you just turn things down a little bit mm-hmm. Right? you have to be smarter than that uh, and manage that. So there are probably places where I can make the nine eighty Ti go over six gigs if I wanted to, and then you can make the argument for the Titan X. But that's what you get. Anyway. It's so is kind of the state of four K yeah.
4: single GPU gaming, right? Like Correct. I would love to just be able to say it's the newest card. It it has kind of a premium price tag at six fifty, so I should be able to play games on Ultra if I want to, but you just can't do that on four K. You can barely yeah. even do that at WQHD.
1: Exactly. And, and actually, I do believe that it is very disingenuous of both NVIDIA and AMD to market any of these cards as, we have the ultimate 4K graphics card. Because in truth, you don't. Like, yeah. PC gamers that, what's that, Ken? You need two of them. You need two of them. And even then, like, you don't want two of them. You don't want to have to have two GPUs because of the complications of multi-GPU configurations. Mm-hmm. You can do that, and it will help tremendously uh, in most cases. But you really want one GPU that can do it. The problem is is when the 780 Ti came out, you know, Nvidia said this is the best 4K video card. When the 980 came out, they said the same thing, when the 980 Titan X came out, they said the same thing. It's the best one so far. And and when AMD <laughs> did their 300 series launch, they like the marketing slide said the 390X was like ready for 4K gaming. I'm like, "No, it's it's a 290X with twice as much memory. Like it, that's that's not enough." Yeah. Um, so yes, you're, you're right, Sebastian. It's kind of the state of 4K gaming. You can do it, you just have to turn some things down in order to to get there. And, and those, that's really the areas where VRR, variable, variable refresh rates, either G-Sync or FreeSync, are truly uh, advantageous,
3: I guess. Um, it's kind of like in the days of the uh, GTX 6800 and the 7900 where people wanted to run a 1920 by 1200 and it was just painfully slow. The max you could do was 16 by 12. Josh, you
1: said it's still on purpose. Can I look at Sebastian real fast here again? Can- Sebastian, movement? moving? Okay. <laughs> nice freeze, Sebastian. We might have to call Josh back. His video is awesome. completely frozen.
3: Yeah. But your audio sounds great. Well, that's really nice. Why don't I turn my... Hey, uh... more
2: bandwidth for audio with frozen video. Yeah, he's a ventriloquist. <laughs> a really
1: good You one. know
3: what? If I turn my video off... Yeah, you're gonna try that. And we'll do that too. Turn it back on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you tried works. turning it back on go, off again? There off and you back go. On good, again. Su- good, much success. <clears throat> Very nice.
3: It's the IT crowd.
1: Uh, <laughs> they taught
3: me everything. <laughs> Alan, uh, could you could, know something we did oh. not talk about with yes, the uh, the HBM memory is uh, my things flashing. You're fine. Go ahead. Okay, is that uh, Macri did talk to us about things that they're doing to improve memory performance in these situations where it's going to require more. And uh, previously, whenever they had issues with, with memory, they just threw more at it because it was inexpensive. So we went through, um, you know, 128 meg cards to 256 to 512, 768, one gig and above. They've always been able to kind of keep ahead of it. And with HBM they haven't been able to do that because they haven't gotten over to this eight gig uh spot yet. But he said that because it was so easy to add more memory that nobody did a lot of the low-hanging fruit right. to improve memory capacity performance even with smaller amounts. So I, I had a couple of potential suggestions about uh an aggressive prefetch and uh you know a fast retire. In uh, in memory that could potentially make more space faster. I mean, it won't expand it obviously, mm-hmm. but when you include uh, color compression and other things like that, it could potentially make that four gigs into say like five gigs ex- uh, uh, potentially. The
1: the the issue is in a, in a statement we got from AMD kind of right before the Fury X actually went live. The reviews went live. Uh, was that they kind of said, you know, we understand the four gigabytes is going to be kind of like a marketing limit for us. We believe we can get around it. Technically, memory management is all handled in the driver. We get to modify these things as we go. But it would require like a per-game profile kind of thing. Optimizations, right? And that's fine if you have the manpower and resources and dedication to do that on a per-game basis. And truly, honestly, AMD hasn't proven to us that they have that capability. right? Right. And, and I think that's very important. Especially, again, you're talking about a $650 video card that your most enthusiastic fans are going to buy. Um, and time and time again, NVIDIA has shown to do better on the software side than AMD. Yes, the Catalyst Omega was a huge step forward, but what have they done really since then? hmm there's, there's a lot of empty space
3: there. It doesn't help that NVIDIA like spends three times the amount on software and oh, dev yeah. DevRel than AMD does. I, I,
1: I, like, I totally understand why there's a difference, but the gamers don't care. Yeah. They just want, they they want, want their results. driver, damn it. They want Project Cars and The Witcher 3 and Batman yep. and all that stuff to work. They don't care if it's NVIDIA's fault or AMD's fault or the developer's fault. They don't care. All they know is they spent $650 for this product and $60 for this game, and now that doesn't work well. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about Batman a little bit later. Um, (laughs) So let's move on, away from Radeon graphics cards. uh, And, Alan, quick, quickly, tell me about this um, uh, incredibly named, (laughs) Inatech HB7003, 7-port USB 3.0 hub, 3.0. With 3.0. battery charging,
2: 1.2 specification. You know,
1: can I
3: can I go back real quick?
1: Nope, No. nope, we're done with graphics. Well, we're done.
3: Well, that's that's unfortunate because you never really told us what you thought about the Nitro at the end. I we did. got sidetracked before you even came to a conclusion.
1: No, I concluded. I concluded yeah. on the 390 card. Yeah, whatever. I concluded. Oh, it's fine. a it's a great it's a good card. It's not a great card. It's a good card that is has a has a fantastic cooler on it. At this base MSRP, uh, and it's competitive against the 970. I mean, that's that's where the 300 series is today. Um, I'm still trying to get a hold of a 390x and see what that does. But
4: can I ask a question and extend the R9 300 series talk even <laughs> you can. more? Can speaking of coolers, is there a reference design for these, or they just send out these to board partners and they, they're kind of coming up with their own cooling? For which card again?
1: For the 300 or the Fury?
4: the the three hundred series the three ninety and three ninety x
1: yeah so the those are so they're all custom okay
4: coolers. so there will be no reference design no.
1: there's god I hope not like well, I when I looked at the three ninety review there actually are still some two ninety x cards selling with the reference cooler and I thought what the hell is horrible. wrong with you people um, the reason I
4: ask is because the fury x is water cooled Alan will know this you know if you have a, a reference board it's a lot easier to find uh, a water, uh, block. water blocks for it. True. Yeah. Because you could buy a 390X when it goes on sale, get a water block, and spend less money and overclock the heck out of uh, it.
2: I will say that that board looked very much like what a reference board would look like, I yeah. believe.
4: I don't know if there's that
1: much that they change on. Yeah. It.
2: Uh, like as far as component placement and stuff, it, like looked, it looked. To a f-
1: reference 290 or 290. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: It, it looked very, very similar to that. I, the I will admit, I,
1: and I don't think the um, market for aftermarket water coolers for amd cards is as strong as it is for nvidia cards. I'll give you that. Right? Because of some of that, like nvidia puts out a very specific reference on yeah. that they sell for every gpu generation still. So And on top of Correct.
3: that, it's still a pretty Can, niche, niche niche market. Yeah. No, niche.
1: if if Jeremy were here, he'd say niche or something. Niche. Right? niche.
3: Cash. 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 Can we move on now guys? Cash.
1: Can we <laughs> I'm Are we really done? eager to hear, hear about this Inatech USB hub. Are we done with this? Come on, hub. Okay.
2: 7-port USB 3.0 hub. It it don't worked. be speeding me up after spending an hour on the other stuff there, buddy. I think
1: our fury is a little bit more... Um, that, uh,
2: then that's important, that hub. No, anyway. <laughs> uh, so nice-looking nice 7-port nice USB hub. Kind of handy to have 7-ports yeah. USB sitting right there on your desk. Right? Just be Some able to plug people. whatever you want in. Um the battery charging 1.2 spec thing, just for those that don't know what that is, I that's no, like I didn't know what that's that was. like the original thing that said, hey, if you want to charge at 1.5 amps, you have to do this kind of special thing, and you can have like a wall wart that just does this 1.5 amp charging thing. Just that basic spec, it's like 2010 spec, right? I have never heard of that. Before. But if you apply that to a chipset in this hub, like you could have things like you could just plug that hub in, and just it would just be like a 1.5 amp by times four or times seven ports charger
1: how big is the wall wart can it supply that much power to all of them at the same it's time, like or is it just like a little
2: bit shy of that so you could probably okay. get away with five or six things plugged in all going 1.5 I imagine it just scales them back if you you know we didn't have seven 1.5 amp devices devices and sure. cords to like all plug in at the same time but you know if you got you know if you put your phone in your desk you just have that cord there plugged into that and even if your computer was off or even if the hub wasn't plugged into the host it would still do the fast charging right Kind of like those fast-charging USB 3.0 ports right. on some systems, right. except applied to a hub. So, kind of a cool idea, right? Um, speeds were as expected. It basically maxed out anything we plugged into it. Uh, I think someone in the comments, actually the com- like first comment was like, hey, what happens when you plug in, like, a couple of things? Well, most of the things I had plugged in, at least in that picture, couldn't saturate the upstream link. Right. You know, even if I did all of them at the same time, I think I couldn't get 450 megasecond total. <laughs> Um, But if you have two, like, very high-speed things plugged in, like you have a couple of Samsung T1s or something like that, you know, the really fast uh, USB, SSD uh, devices, then, yeah, it's just going to have to balance it between two if you're, you know, accessing both at the same time. But for the most part, 5 gigabits is, you know, decent bandwidth for just having... For
1: what most people are using for USB devices, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're
2: you're probably good. You're probably not going to see, you know that many bottlenecks on um, just you know and
1: the price on this is pretty good too right? yeah well was pretty
2: 35 cheap. bucks yeah 35 f- bucks 34.99 on amazon yep and uh they, they spaced they even spaced if you the don't think out.
1: you want need a seven port hub it's actually really handy to have like on my yep. desk all i have is a keyboard and a mouse attached most of the time mm-hmm. but it's first of all it's nice to have the keyboard and mouse attached on top of the desk as opposed to attached to the back of the computer yep for one um and also like Oh, give me that
3: thumb drive, plug it in up there. Yeah,
2: instead of digging around under your that desk. It could be for... almost
3: like a rap song. Oh, give me that thumb drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug it up in there.
2: And uh, <laughs> and there are other USB <laughs> There oh. are other USB hubs that arrange the ports differently. Like yes. they arrange them they stack them like horizontally so that you can mm-hmm. you know get more space, maybe. get more get yeah. more space between That's the true. devices. That's, but yeah. that wasn't that big of a deal for this because again you have seven ports, so, you know, you could just kind of stagger the one how I have you... I on my
1: desk actually has ports, like, on the on sides side. and then, like, three on the front, or something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was okay with this. I could yeah. I could put some pretty wide stuff in there, and even if I did, like, I... Like, this is
1: clearly blocking the second port, though, Yeah. Yes. Right? Just, this Kingston reader. Yeah. yeah, but
2: that's a pretty wide yeah, device it is. It is. to yeah. have plugged in. Agreed. Yeah, but, you know, seems like good little device. Cool.
1: Um, I'm just... I'm going to Briefly touch on this, and then I'm going to implore you guys to go read it, because I don't really feel like uh, recounting the history of the Qualcomm GPU development on you know the podcast form is going to be fantastic.
4: You want to do the whole thing? Hey, we're only an hour in. Come on. Uh, I'll just, Start. Just, just you guys just want me to read it. Start at the, the beginning.
1: Okay. Uh, despite <laughs> its market dominance, it was the Qualcomm best of may be one of the least known contenders <laughs> in the battle for the mobile space. Oh, please While stop. players like... Okay. Um, so... <laughs> Actually it's been several months now. I went out to San Diego, met with qualcomm, got to talk to some of their GPU tech guys that uh, they the vPs of these different groups yep and the point of the interview and discussion was, hey, there are other companies out there Nvidia Apple um, well I was thinking more like of the GPU specific people guys, that are adding, tech. people that are
2: adding GPUs to well just people who <clears throat> who are, are more
1: focused on the GPU and qualcomm gets very little credit for their GPU technology. Yep. Right? So basically we went through and said, why is that? What do you do? Prove to me that, that, that what you do in the GPU world for the mobile SOC market is worth a damn. Mm-hmm. And they went through and they kind of detailed um, the history of it. A lot of people won't know that um, Qualcomm actually purchased the mobile GPU division of ATI. I didn't know that. So the term How Adreno. How many times have
3: we talked about Radeon is an anagram of Adreno?
1: It's actually the other way around, but yeah. Sure. It's Radeon and Adreno are anagrams. I get right? it. Right. So when when Qualcomm so Qualcomm was developing its own GPUs, they started to realize. I guess this was back in like 2008, 2009. That hey, you know, GPUs on mobile space are gonna be important for uh, overlays as well as for games. Yep. That they were like okay, they worked with AMD. They worked with ATI to like co-develop an SOC IP. Like an IP block for it, okay. and then eventually decided to, to buy them because um, what was a- 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 ATI was in a shit ton of TVs, weren't they at that point, Josh? TVs, yeah. I
3: wouldn't say a s ton, but they <laughs> were in quite a few, and uh, it was a lost leading division right. of them. That's why they sold it, right?
1: So they they ended up giving it to somebody who can actually utilize it, and thus you know uh, it's actually interesting to talk about like. Listening to them say, you know, we were developing this GPU, and then we worked with ATI on this, and then we bought ATI's mobile division, but we were already kind of developing one. So the next generation still was kind of based on Qualcomm's internal uh, architecture. Oh, okay. And It wasn't until the next full generation that, like, both teams were kind of merged and, and put together one one kind of product based on both's uh, expertise. Uh, and it's, it's interesting to see how that all, that all panned out. And then we go into more detail on the Adreno 4X architecture, what's out now, what's coming out with the 800 series of Snapdragon processors, uh, you know, DX11.2 support, OpenGL ES 3.1, Android Extension Pack, all that type of stuff that um, really makes an impact in the mobile world. And they presented some information like this: like uh, since 2008, when they first uh, was that the first Nexus. What is that? What was that phone? The Google. Um...
4: The G1. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Since 2008, when the Google G1 came out, looking at this, is probably a Samsung Galaxy note or something like that in 2014 graphics improvement of 60x performance uh display resolution has increased 40x that's what i think is (laughs) is actually really impressive as well um so that shows you the display resolution why you needed that graphics performance improvement to to, to kind of keep up with it so if you're interested in that it's actually i i believe a, a really well-written kind of look at what happened in the past, what is happening now, and maybe what uh, Qualcomm is looking forward to in the future with uh, the Snapdragon series of parts and, uh, yeah, All right. Adreno graphics. Cool. So check that out. History of Qualcomm, the whole thing. And if you want me to read it, maybe I'll stay after the show and the post-show, and I'll just
3: read the whole thing for Stay
2: everybody. tuned for the audiobook of the news post.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, okay. You get your smoking jacket, we'll have some nice music, and you'll say, Qualcomm was a child of the 70s,
4: <laughs> born and bred in Silicon Valley, fed on... You know, it would be a great way to get an audible uh, advertisement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you know Qualcomm started out as the company, you know what the company name of Qualcomm, like where it came from? No. Quality Communications. That's what they wanted to build. They were building communications processors first. Okay. Qualcomm. Boom, fact of the day. Uh, so, a couple of, uh, of of other things we're going to get through real quick here. Sebastian, would you buy the new Xbox Elite controller?
4: I would not. Well, Why? maybe at one hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Okay, so the price is high, but it looks awesome,
3: right? That is it one does look really D-pad. cool. It looks
4: like a kind of reminds me of a shield controller. Oh no! Or I'm sorry, a Steam controller.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, the it's the Xbox Elite controller. They've announced a the PC version as well. That's why we're talking about it. Uh, it will you can connect to USB, connect it to your PC through USB, or they're also going to sell the wireless dongle for this as well.
2: Yeah, but 150 bucks for a controller.
1: Yeah, I know, but you don't have to use like the regular controller is what 60, I think. Like the yeah. regular Xbox One controller. So
2: why is this one 150?
1: Well, look, at the, look, it's got paddles on the back of it and stuff. Doesn't the other one have no, paddles? No, no, no. So it? there are new features on this, right? These back paddles that are for, like, yeah. here, those are new. Okay. And they're, what are they? They're programmable. Okay. For a gaming controller, that's sure. fairly rare. Um, what else is new? The thumb pad, or the thumb sticks can be adjusted in height. You can change the tips of them as well. Uh, you can make them just the concave tip? as opposed to convex, I believe. Uh, okay. Uh, the D-pad <laughs> is replaceable. Josh, did you hear that? You, you can, can change do change like... the length. Exactly, just the
0: tip. <laughs> what about the girth? Can you change the girth? You cannot change the girth. Oh. It's coming in version 2.0. That's
3: yeah, probably the best 150 bucks I've ever been able to stick. Well, never mind.
1: So it comes with two different D-pads, like one that is uh, more precision for like fighting games. And okay, so maybe... it's got some interchangeable parts. Yeah. Like and so you can see the different height of thumbsticks. Like but a higher th- a higher thumbstick, they say is like beneficial for a racing game where you get more throw. Sure. Actually, right and and it's you can it feels like you have more sensitivity or you probably do have more. Sensitivity you do effectively have with more. it because right? you have different leverage points.
2: Um, okay. Is it like better encoders stuff like that? Like I mean, is I'm technically
1: sorry. improved? No, nah, I mean it still uses the same wireless tech. I'm sure. Pro level okay. customization for the competitive edge. It said so right there in the video.
2: It just still seems kinda high on
1: It's expensive, but it comes with a cool case and then it's got like foam to put all the pieces. Okay. Now how cool would that be if every day you walked over to your buddy's house after school and you brought your own controller with these little customizable bullcrap on it and you could I don't know, it's it's a lot I of think change.
3: you'd lose parts quickly by doing that. Well you'd yeah. lose them less often if because you it's had got a case.
4: The case. On. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, what happens when you get really mad in the game and you slam it down on the table and, and all that it's like it's like Legos. Well then you're <laughs> everything
2: idiot. just goes flying off of it, the buttons the... It's
4: all
1: stainless steel, the paddles in the back are stainless steel. Oh really? Right. Uh, they can be used uh, to compensate for weird button combinations by mapping them to fingers that normally just clutch the device itself. Okay. Right? So
3: kind of like my aspirations for my future.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you can detach them if you don't want to use them. Seems like you would buy that controller. But see, look, there's a picture of the taller thumbstick. Yeah. Oh, that's so tall. It's so tall. It's so tall. It so does tall. have more girth. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know. So it's gonna go on sale in October for $150. Obviously, nobody likes the price. I still think it'll be cool. I think it looks cool. I think the new D-pad actually looks pretty cool. I mean it's, itself. it's
2: Just but. That to me it looks like
1: it's worth a hundred bucks. Not You haven't you're looking at a render. So? Get one in your hands and then see. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Uh, anybody know anything about this graphene-coated copper? I put uh, it in here, but Jeremy's it, not on the it, show and it, he wrote this. It, I, I it, looked at. I know Jeremy
4: posted this. I looked it over. The first thing I thought was this is going to be in the next set of $15,000 speaker cables.
0: Oh, <laughs> graphene-coated
4: copper. Don't get people started it's, on that. Yeah. Because oh. it's, it's, it's supposed to increase the frequency. Let's see. What does it say here? Increase the frequency of processors by sheathing current copper interconnects in graphene. So, yeah. just sh- they supposedly the research is showing that it can carry data speeds faster than copper alone. It's just a different insulator. You know, so, it probably you know what's changes. About this. It probably
2: changes the skin effect of like if you have really high frequencies, then it's stuff.
1: So this is not for cables. It, it no, it's, c- for, in a, it's for, kind of. It's for... Pro- well, it's not for, like... It's for wiring at a very... At a processor level. Yes, at a right. processor level. Go ahead, Josh.
3: Um, Jackass. This is very reminiscent of <laughs> neurology. Uh, think of of, of neurons. I'm and low. the fibers going out. What are they coated with? Myelin. It allows... Brain juice. ...the impulse to go faster, more efficiently through biological cells. And this is kind of the same idea. By coating it with this graphene insulator, and in some ways it can be a semiconductor, they're allowing the cell to go faster and more efficiently. So that's actually, yet again, people taking some ideas potentially from biology. Neat stuff, huh?
0: Yeah, that's cool. It is. Can we make graphene in large quantities yet? What? Hey, can we make graphene in large quantities yet? Luckily, this is small. Yes,
1: As I was gonna say this is a very small quantity needed. Well, um, Sebastian, you're also our uh, resident small computer guy.
4: Right? Yeah,
1: you just call him small S- small computer.
4: I, I I think so. I'm gonna brush past that. Small,
1: the... Let me rephrase this. You're our resident <laughs> small computer guy not small <laughs> computer guy. I'm not your guy, friend. <laughs> I'm not your friend, guy. Uh, Intel, maybe it looks like there was a leak uh, aka an Amazon listing for uh a yes. new nook.
4: Well, it's it, the price is awesome at 129 and I was I was pumped the other morning when I saw this. We were talking about it a little bit and I'm like this is amazing it's 129 bucks. It's it's got Braswell. this is going to have much higher instructions per clock than the Atom based mini PCs I've reviewed. I looked at the Leva and the Leva X, and I have a Zotac Z Box Nano that I just finished a review on that's coming soon. And I was just like, you know, for the living room, what this can do, and the fact that it can technically output 4K, I don't know uh, exactly how well that would perform. Mm-hmm. Now that it was clarified for me by Ryan that this is actually another dual core. Atom part. It's Cherry Trail. It's the N3050 chip. It's like a 2.16 gigahertz dual core, but it's Atom. So the Atom dual cores that I've tested don't really handle a full desktop workload that well. You can't do any kind of serious photo editing or even large Excel spreadsheets or anything like that. Just kind of bog the system down. So if this works well enough for streaming content, at at least 1080, 24, or 30, mm-hmm. then this would be fine for the living room, but I've even used a Haswell-based mini PC, and the Intel HD integrated graphics were not high enough to even support 1080, 24, because the thing was clocked down to a gigahertz mm. to be fanless, and this is also a fanless design, right. so we'll have to see.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. I don't think it'll be very long since it's showing up on Amazon before uh, these things actually start shipping. Maybe we'll get a sample of it, too. I like the addition of the SD card slot, just kind of for, yeah,
4: you know, SD cards, Especially if it's like cards. the living room, so you take your card out of your camera and you pop it in, you can yeah. show off your photos and that yeah. sort of thing. Oh, I, no. It, obviously, I'm not thinking this is for photo editing off your DSLR or anything. No, but, but. photo
1: viewing should be just fine. Hopefully. Right.
4: Unless you shoot in RAW. Right. Yeah, Alan.
1: Give me memory cards full of raw photos that I can't use. It's raw. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, Lightroom. Speaking of tiny computers, remember the Intel Compute Stick? Yep. Lenovo has one. Lenovo snap, slapped a logo on what the, what it. What they call it? The Think Center Stick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Them in there Think I watched like, I
1: watched Canadian TV today, and I was ashamed of it, uh, on TSN, the sports network. Which is owned by ESPN, I what believe. What do they have to do with this? And uh, they have Sports Center spelled S E am sorry, C E N T R E. So it's Sports Centre.
0: Well, they say it's right. right. Is
4: Lenovo Canadian? Is that what you're saying? They're very not Canadian. <laughs> they're very, very because not the, Canadian. Where's the tie into this still? I'm waiting for Because it the tie-in.
1: says think centre stick. Oh, they spelled it that yeah, way. Yeah, they spell it like, like that.
4: Yeah, IBM used to do that. I got my thinking stick. So
1: this is also $129. Ironic, isn't it? The yes. uh, Nook was rated, supposedly, I don't. It was supposed to be uh, is it priced any, at 129 Is it any
2: better
4: or any worse?
1: I think it's identical, right? It's
0: probably it's worse, best, right? It would... no, Compared I'm to
4: about... the Intel Compute Stick, it's the same. The Compute Stick. Oh, you yeah, said yes. Yeah. the Z3735. It's the same 2 gigs of memory. Although in their official specs, they sent out they said up to two gigabytes of memory and up to a 32 gig MMC drive. So I'm assuming it's just the same. Yeah. It's just branded. I mean, if you so, if you go so to Micro like Center, you can buy ride the Intel Compute Stick for 139 now. What? Sorry, Josh. I said it's it's
3: you know it's Canadian. It's like a free ride when you when you already paid.
4: Yes. Thanks
0: for interrupting for that, Josh. From the <laughs> yeah. useful information.
4: Yeah. Keep my, moving on. My along. point was my my takeaway from this is that if more companies come out with their own like if Dell has their own branded one and then coming months and Lenovo has this one and you know HP has one then the cost will go down it'll become a commodity thing you can buy for like 89 bucks and i would just like to
1: see like more specific uses for it right like i was i was okay with the performance it offered in a stick yeah when we had the compute stick and we reviewed that um, it's just you need a different interface for it because it's a slower computer. It's running full Windows. Yep. Uh, I, I feel like it could be very useful for some things if it had, like, a Fire Stick UI style thing, right? Okay, you turn yeah. it on. You get access to Netflix and Hulu. And if you really want to, here's a browser. And, and you know, if you really, really want to, here's how you can access the Windows desktop, yeah. right? What they need is, like, interface. A, Android? A, 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 an interface with, like, a bunch of tiles and you know, it's default to some Wait. kind of like, like well, touch or maybe not touch, but just kind of larger squares with icons on them. Wouldn't it be cool? Did it just revert back them? to Windows 8 Metro? Oh no, <laughs> Metro. No, it needs to be different than that still. But
2: Metro is not a 10 foot interface. You're talking about
1: so
4: uh, WinRT.
1: Yeah, going back to that. They just need something. They just need like we didn't. I don't think we have a post on this, but didn't Intel release like a app for Android and iOS that you can use as a remote for this PC, like it acts as a keyboard and a yes. mousing service, right? And that's pretty cool, right? That's like something, mm-hmm. you know, you hooked us up to TV and now, if now, if, especially if you had some kind of interface mm-hmm. that would be... Very easily scrolled through and, and moved around and you know, Intel will always say, Look, well, you know, we're part of this big ecosystem, and we've got all these partners we could work with and like yeah, 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 I know, but if you want to sell the thing to do a thing, make the thing do the thing. Yep. Right? That's just that's just how marketing works. That's how product development is. Make the thing do the thing for this much things. So that
2: you can sell the thing.
1: So you can sell more things. Yeah. So yeah, I actually think that remote idea is pretty cool. And actually, here's the secret. You can use it with any Windows PC. It doesn't have to be an Intel Compute State. Also order. true.
0: No. Here's the secret. Those apps have existed for
1: five years. I know, but it's still just, you know, Intel kind of came out with this thing. You know, <laughs> How just, do you... do you off- just bought
0: something and rebranded it. Like, how do you... It's, if
2: it was meant for that.
1: Yep. You install, like, a local server on that machine. You still have to have a mouse and keyboard for the initial setup. Okay,
2: okay. So you can't just get away with, oh, I just have my phone. I can set this up. And... Right. It would be
1: okay. cool if, like, maybe you could just plug your phone into USB to it do it, that Doesn't mm, oh. work that way. Think
0: about it. Well, since it shipped the OS on it, it should, like, pop up a pin when you first, but, like, a pin Damn, number. Damn, that's that a good can, idea, too. Not a pin number, but a like right. pin. <clears throat> your pin number
1: is? Yeah. Please insert credit card number and pin.
2: Into the ATM
0: machine.
1: Last news item, ECS might be getting out of the retail motherboard business. Quick, no. everybody tell you, tell us your favorite ECS motherboard story. Ready, What's, what's
3: going to replace the dust shield?
2: Ooh. What? A Jew
1: Now, the Dust Shield, you know, if ECS goes away in the retail business, then somebody else can steal the Dust Shield and they won't have to feel bad. Okay. Right? Who's going to
4: replace, look, ECS replaced Biostar in my life. Who's going to replace ECS? (laughs) ASRock. I, I need to, well, ASRock, they want too much for their boards now. I need a $30
1: motherboard. You know, e- ECS, <clears throat> uh, I remember very fondly when I was in high school building computers at this mom pop computer store. They were, it was ECS, <clears throat> was like the higher end step up over the PC chips motherboard. PC morning. chips. <laughs> right? Like, that was the barest oh. bone. Oh. We're going to build, like, this is when we were building K62 based systems for, like, $350 for people. Back in the time when $350 computers were very hard to build. We'll find. just
2: take this pcb and put some pc chips on it i never saw so much like
0: gold
1: brown copper color mixed in (laughs) to anything uh so many jumpers so so many jumpers but like ecs at that point at that shop was like the step up i remember the first time because they were just they sold computers to people in kentucky they didn't they weren't enthusiasts they didn't do that stuff um Like, the first time I myself ordered, like, an Asus motherboard with, like, an AMD Athlon processor and brought it in, it's like, look. They're like, what's all that other crap on there for? I'm like, look at all this other stuff you can do. Because I think all the PC chips boards we sold were, like, micro ATX Mm -hmm. at the time as well. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, also, Josh, remember Digitimes? (laughs) This story came from Digitimes. (laughs) Weird, right? Who would have yeah. thought It's like all the retro out. stuff's coming back. That's, everything old is new again. Mm. All right, pick of the week. Let's get this show Wait. over with. One more. Wait, what? Oh, then I did you, have one more. You said you were going to mention. You can't do that to me. I can, and I am. <laughs> Before we get to the pick of the week, Batman got taken off Steam. Whoa. So we're supposed to have a live stream of that tomorrow. We may be pushed back again. Because I think it's kinda of weird to live stream a game that you can't go buy. Hey, if you, you should
2: totally a, like, just do it. <laughs> you can't go yeah, buy it's this. Here's like, what cool? I can do, guys. Like, I, what you I can do.
1: Stick it to the man. <laughs> Actually I thought about it. NVIDIA gave me a handful of keys to give away for the game. Now they can become like super valuable. See.
0: Because the game Yeah, because everyone's asking for this game on PC. Well what (laughs)
2: happens if you what happens if you already have a key? Surely Steam will let you. You can still activate it. It's just like owning it. Yeah. Surely it'll still download.
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, it will. Oh yeah. Yeah. They just when you take something off of Steam sale, like take it off the store. If you own it, you can still download it.
2: But if you already got the key.
1: I just said all these things. Yeah. You're good. Right. So you should totally do that. Yeah. Am, am I missing something? Like, I thought I just said all these things. As
2: opposed to not doing a stream, is my point. Oh, well,
1: we'll see. Yeah. Um, so that was that's disappointing news, obviously, that they had to take the big game down because so many people are having problems. For whatever it's worth, I played it for about an hour yesterday on a 980 Ti with a Haswell E. I'm sorry. Sandy yeah. Bridge yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandy Bridge E. Sorry, older. System Sandy Bridge system, uh, at 25 by 14. It was good. And it was with an SSD. With an, with an SSD, Because right? there's a lot of people having of issues displays. that are supposed to streaming textures and whatnot. Yeah. Um, no, no. I had it fine, and frame device. rates range from like 40s to 70s.
0: Yeah. You know. If you unlock no the no stuttering
1: and hitching, I it... did play it on the Fury X today, and there was stuttering and hitching oh. on that uh, FreeSync monitor we're testing. Um, so that's disappointing, but. Like, apparently, some a lot of people are having a lot of problems if yeah. they're willing to take it off Steam. So. Uh,
0: Demand a refund.
1: You can, yeah, Steam just introduced a refund policy, right? Hopefully, so, you
2: didn't play for more than two hours.
1: Well, well, if it didn't work, you probably didn't. Yeah, I'd play that video, but it's probably going to have cursing in it, and I don't want to do that. So, there you go. Batman: Arkham Knight, which I played for an hour, which seemed really cool in that hour. By the yeah, way, yeah, graphically, looks awesome. It's very pretty. It's it looks very impressive. Yeah, uh, great art style uh, and and all that stuff. And and this does not appear to be related to GameWorks. According to like turning off GameWorks settings doesn't like make it all better. Yeah. So uh, this is a different this is a different issue, but a bad thing for PC users because apparently the PlayStation 4 version just runs great. Bad thing for literally everyone.
2: Is the yeah. PlayStation 4 version run at 30?
1: Yeah. Yeah, all the okay. console versions run at 30 as well. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, Warner Brothers suspends Arkham Knight PC sales. Now we'll go on to the picks of the week. I had a couple of people ask me about this uh, through the last couple of weeks on Twitter because I wear it on all my videos. I do have a. I was one of the Kickstarter backers of the Pebble Time, which. I'm also kind of mad at myself because I, I really get annoyed when companies that already have money and success use Kickstarter again.
2: But you, you did it.
1: But I did it, and I have it. Uh, so this is the Pebble Time. It's a smartwatch, um, operating system independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uses a color e-paper display. Is that what we're saying I now? Don't know. It's kind it has, of sort of e-ink. Yeah, it's kind of sort of e-ink, but I think they call it e-paper, which is a very kind of generic term. Um, you know, it's not a touchscreen. It is... You can show it here on the on the screen, Ken. It's not a touchscreen. It has buttons on the side. There's positives and negatives to that. I don't accidentally do things on the touchscreen like I do... Does it have a backlight? It has a backlight, yeah. Okay. It has a backlight. Um, backlight's not as bright as I would like it to be sometimes in, in like full daylight, so there's that. But, man, uh, the battery life, that's How actually long? awesome. Like I can go six full days huh. and not have to charge it. And it's...
2: And that's what it's showing the time all the time.
1: Yes, because it's like an e-paper display, yeah. right? Yeah. So it will show the time all the time. Uh, the app the apps are still somewhat limited. It, the graphically, it's much. It's a smaller resolution. It's you know, it, it's not going to do as much to wow you graphically. Sure. Uh, and uh, and apps are somewhat more limited. I you know, I was used to like Android Wear. I would use my watch for golfing as a golf GPS, and it all it does is it's taking information from an app on your phone, okay. <clears throat> which is fine, but you know, there's only, like, one app that works with the Pebble to kind of display that right information. And it's not the one I want to use. Like, the, the app selection is still somewhat limited because it doesn't have the push behind the Apple Watch or the Android Wear ecosystem, right? Um, but the, in my mind, it does all the things I want it to do well enough. Like, it does voice recognition. Like, I can voice dictate a text message to somebody or an email or whatever. Um, and it's battery life. Especially with all the hectic crap I've been dealing with with not being at home, um, waking up in the morning and not worrying about if my watch battery is dead is a pretty big plus, as it turns out. Uh, and not like being able to like go away for three or four days and not have to worry about oh did I bring that that weird one charger that charges my phone because none of the phones use standard USB chargers you have to have a little so mean the watches the watches sorry yeah none of the watches use standard USB chargers you have to have these docks because they need to be semi waterproof and blah 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 um, having that is is pretty nice and I guess it's on pre order now for everybody for like one ninety nine at Only bestbuy.com. From Best Buy well. Anybody can buy it. You don't have to be a Kickstarter backer yeah. is what I mean. to. It's it...
0: more expensive than it was on Kickstarter. Oh, is it? Yeah, you only paid like 160 or something. I think. Oh, okay.
1: Hey, see? And I got it printed on the back where it says Kickstarter backer. Wow, this is actually this actually says 30 meters water resistant on the back. Yeah. I didn't know it was actually that water resistant. That's more than other smartwatches. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like the rest of them, the other smartwatches, they say you can wash your hands with them and stuff, yeah. but I wouldn't bathe in it. Or
2: just like walk so, in the rain yeah. or something maybe. But don't not do go underwater.
1: Don't do that with your Apple Watch. Alright. Uh Josh, what do you got?
3: Me, what do I have? What do you <clears> got? <throat> got? What do you got? What do you got? Sure, for three twenty nine, I think it's a decent product to have. I mean, if you want a new video card, if you got something older and you want an update, it's got eight gigs, it's got a nice cooling fan. Mm-hmm. It is the three ninety. It's not the more expensive three ninety X, which is what, four twenty nine? I think that's just Really pricey. Yep. This but, is, I uh, think,
1: if I look, if I if I know the cooler, yeah. So it's definitely two two slots plus. Yep. Mm-hmm. On that, but it does have a backplate, which is nice. Oh,
3: thank goodness. Mm-hmm.
1: Very important. Very important.
3: Yeah. Sweet. So good looking card. Yeah. Uh, from what you've seen, good performance. I yeah. At least uh, comparable to a GTX 970. Mm-hmm. Get extra memory. You do. Happy times.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, who is next? What do I got more. here? Uh, yeah, it's Alan. Sorry, Sebastian, you have to be last. <laughs> Breaking the chain.
2: So, know, uh, so you don't lose your micro SD cards if you got more than a couple. Uh,
1: you can go well, on this Amazon. This picture's probably better on my screen. Yeah,
2: than. you can go on Amazon <laughs> and, uh, spend, huh. like, less than ten bucks. And get so this, you get this one micro very... SD
1: to SD adapter.
2: Well, it doesn't come with it, but, oh, like, what? you know, presumably if you have a bunch of micro SD cards, you probably have one of those Ooh, adapters. yellow. Right? Ooh, so this guy will hold one standard SD form factor card and ten uh, micro SD. Yeah, that picture's pretty funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the picture's pretty funny. Where's Where's Doge in that? Much lost. You... Many,
1: many missing photos. Many missing wow. photos, yes. Wow.
3: Such micro SDs on the ground. Yes. it's
1: um, a pretty good idea. You
3: know, it's I like that.
2: It's a pretty good idea. They also make a different one that holds four regular SD cards. You know, I I think it's less like everybody knows, like if you've listened to prior podcasts, you know what my take is, like carry around a bunch of micro SD cards and one of these really tiny, really, really tiny Lexar um, micro SD card to USB readers. That's like barely bigger than the micro
0: SD card itself. So. But beyond that, I can't think of any application for carrying around that many micro SD cards beyond what you do.
1: I don't even think this is for just carrying around like this would be good to have in the office.
0: Right True. or at your yeah, at your Who house. has that many micro SD
1: cards? Um, well, I mean, I did. People,
0: most people ha- have it in. <laughs> I mean, their think phone of let's it.
1: let's ask Sebastian. Sebastian, <laughs> good, good how person. many micro SD cards do you have? That's only a trick
3: question because Apple like does two. not support micro SD.
1: Will
0: you shut up, you Josh?
2: He only has two. <laughs> yeah,
4: I got like a Samsung Evo that I used for a couple phone reviews, and I yeah, I use full size SD cards.
0: Yeah, see, you, you only have it in your phone, really, and then yeah. you use yeah, like size. the size so I just
4: reviewed the, yeah. the Nexus 6. These all just have built-in storage. I don't really use... Well, this has a microSD slot, sorry, but I'm just used to not having one. Like, so
1: there's this one that is the SD card holder that holds four full-size SD cards, that's what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're really into GoPro,
0: because they use micro cards but like, that could be. If you're really into GoPro.
2: I, I, I favor... The idea of just getting the micro SD card and just having a couple of extra adapters, oh, here. still there just because then you're not limited, like, you can always up-adapt, right? And the sure. cards tend to be about the same cost.
1: Yeah, they're not very much, they're not different. Yeah, yeah. Not that so different.
2: if you're going to, you know, spend money on a 64 gig or maybe even larger, you know, SD card, you might as well get the micro so that you can always use that in some other
0: device later, right, and then... You How know, you either way. Why do
1: so many MicroSD cards? Because
0: he uses that card reader instead of thumb drive. 64, yeah, use, 32, 32, 32
1: 16. These are all Samsungs.
0: He, he raids them. Yeah.
1: You should write something on that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he has them in a RAID 5 array. Yes, they're in a RAID on
1: the card. Yeah. All right. awesome. That would be uh, actually awesome. Sebastian, what did you have in here? Let me see. What did I do with that link? Uh, you lost the monitor. To, to, to He's been
4: preparing so the many times. here with the uh, Asus PB258. Whoa, he has it right two. there. Uh, uh,
0: Look at that. He, he, he set it up on the
4: crib pre- prematurely it, about four times before you yeah, started talking I, I, to because I him. thought it was my turn, but you know, it's <laughs> fine. It's a, it's a WQHD, so it's a full 2560 by 1440 monitor. It's only 25 inches, and it has the smallest bezel I've ever seen on a monitor.
2: Huh. That's pretty thin.
4: And it's not super expensive at all for an IPS that claims to have 100% uh, sRGB coverage. And a, it's, it's got a full swivel, tilt, uh, quick-release, height-adjustable stand. It's actually very nice. I've been using it for about three days now. And I've been doing some initial color testing and stuff. I'm going to put a, a review together. And so far, it is every bit as good as a Dell UltraSharp, and it's a lot less money. And it's a, kind of a weird size, too. I've never seen a 25-inch WQHD before. Hmm. Those are often 27. Yeah. It's
1: $383 so, on Amazon. That seems pretty reasonable. That is. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's kind of the going rate right everywhere. Amazon has it for that price, b h Photo. Uh,
0: this kind of came out of nowhere. This says it has up –
1: one of the questions on here says up to 80 percent, 80 hertz refresh rate. Is that? Have you seen that?
4: It, I think if you actually look at the specs, where it goes like vertical horizontal, it's only rated for sixty. I haven't tried mm. over maybe over VGA. Oh, okay. <laughs> it has some different uh, effects that I haven't used yet. It's it's supposed. To, I I'm not sure if it has uh, adjustable PWM like backlight blinking or not. It has like eye fatigue uh, relief. Eye, t- care eye care technology. technology. Eye care. Hell yeah,
1: yeah. We're very familiar with oh. that today
4: there's a ton of stuff in the uh in the menus on this thing i haven't even touched so
1: yeah asus asus makes very good displays yeah they have they have very quickly become i't want to say surprisingly but very quickly become like the dominant player in my mind like when I think of i want to get a new monitor what does Asus have mm-hmm. just like it's unfair, but like when I say I need a new case, what does Corsair have? For some reason, Corsair just jumps in my mind as I need a new case. What do they have? Yep. Uh, and ASUS has done that with displays, even though there's you know Acer and BenQ and LG and and, and all those guys all make great products, mm-hmm. but they've they've done a, they've done a tremendous job on that. So uh, review coming soon. From Sebastian over there. Uh, guys, that's going to wrap up the show for us this week. Thank you, everybody, for joining us both in the live chat at pcpercom slash live, which you can join us Wednesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. And don't forget to go to pcpercom slash podcast. If you want to find back episodes, subscribe to the MP3 RSS file. Um, you can go to uh, the YouTube videos there, or you can just go to YouTube.com slash and subscribe to us there and get not only our podcast videos but all the other videos that we produce as well. Uh, which just obviously this morning went up the brand new AMD Fury X review, which you guys should all uh, go check out. 100% for sure, absolutely do that. Um, that's it. We've got a whole other week to go before we talk to you again.
3: Consider yourself lucky. Yeah, that's true. Good night, everybody. I'm Ryan Schro I'm Josh Walrath.
0: I am Sebastian Peak. And I'm Alan Molitano. And I've demoted out
1: the circle.